Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Happy Wednesday, Secret Squad. I'm back with a brand new episode of I've Got a Secret, and it's a good one. I'm sitting here with the brilliant and beautiful Brooke Burke. Brooke has so many incredible titles, television host, entrepreneur, philanthropist, podcaster, and women's health and fitness advocate. Brooke remains one of social media's top moms to follow. With nearly 4 million dedicated followers, she advocates for women to embrace the woman behind the mom, and I couldn't agree more with that idea. So sit back and relax as Brooke and I uncover the secret to a multifaceted life. So, I've been so excited, Brooke. Oh, you're so (laughs) welcome. Thank you for being here. It's my pleasure. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to see you in person. I agree. Just saying what a beautiful studio you have here. And it's just been so long in my world to, you know, have that that face-to-face energy. So I agree. We just for all of you listeners out there, we were just talking about that before we got started, how much we've missed Mm -hmm. a one-on-one experience, being together and getting to talk. And what a wonderful topic to be able to speak about mm-hmm. here today with us together. Uh, I, I have to tell you again, I've been so looking forward to sitting down with you. Thank and I you. agree 100% that I don't know if we could have really been able to enjoy it as much if we weren't together. I, Do you I, I feel like our conversations have deepened because that's all that people have had for a period of time, which I like real talk, deep conversations. I do too. Um, but, you know, we're also craving togetherness and eye contact and that energy, you know, coming from a live background, both of us, we were yes. just chatting about this before we went live, everybody. There's there's a certain energy that you just can't duplicate. And I, I do feel like in a digital space and connection, you know, the Zoom world, the, the, the you know, the digital ways that we're doing it have, have shifted. It's better than nothing, but I'm happy to see you. <laughs> <laughs> Thrilled in, to see in you. Flesh. <laughs> but I agree with you. It's better than nothing, but... Uh, but the world is getting back to normal somewhat, and uh, hallelujah. I know. So tell us how you got your start in the entertainment industry. Let's just go back oh pretty goodness. much to the basics. <laughs> I was just thinking when I walked in here, the last time, actually, that I saw your husband and was on the show was when I was dancing with Derek with Dancing with the Stars, which feels yes. like an eternity ago. I mean, that feels like the beginning of my career hosting Dancing with the Stars, when in fact it was the last live show that I did. So, um, I mean, real quick, because it was two decades ago, I I really started my career hosting Wild On. So doing a travel show, I did 40 countries in two years, most of which I was pregnant and had my daughter with me. Most people don't know that. So I had baby Naraya with me. She filled up her passport by the time she was two. Oh, wow. It was an amazing experience. I, you know, I got my greatest education traveling the world. I always tell people to travel is to live and to learn. I thought I was going to be a broadcaster. I was studying broadcast journalism and I had that interesting opportunity that no one who's striving to be in the entertainment business really wants to hear. But it was that one interview that I just went on. Um, And it was kind of, you know, a whole life shift from there. You know, and I went on to to host several network shows, Mark Burnett. I did Rockstar NXS. I did The Apprentice. I hosted Dancing with the Stars, which I think dancing was more exciting and more challenging and thrilling and terrifying than anything I've ever done. I'm glad to hear that because I've always (laughs) wanted to ask this question because I'm like addicted to that show, was addicted to you on the show as a contestant and also loved watching you host the show. And I'm not just saying that because you're sitting right here in front of me. I mean this from the bottom of my heart. I love, love, love that show. Thank you. I, and I'll put it out here right now. I'm not politicking to be on that show because I would never, <laughs> I ever. I was just going to ask you, would you ever? Never, ever. Never, <laughs> Is ever that the secret? It. No, I'm kidding. No, no, no. Um, That's, I'm telling the truth. But can I ask you? Sure. Well, and you just said it. Uh, I loved watching you compete on that show because I can tell that you, I, I feel like I learned this from watching, you 
put your heart and soul into everything you do, correct? Yeah, I try to. I mean, it's the only way to, especially when you're out of your league and element and doing something you've never done before. I think that's why people love the show, to sort of break it down from the glitz and the glamour of the ballroom. You're seeing an uncensored version of people that we think we know, athletes, without their entourage, yeah. without any protection. It's just you and your partner and the world, and you're out there, quite honestly, all alone. Yeah. Within, within your, your, your partnership. Um, and, and you I, have I to have that grit, don't you? You, you have you, to have you it. You have to have it or you figure it out. Yeah. And there's shows when you don't have it. And I, I've always chosen to be very honest and transparent and vulnerable in my career and um, my shares as a mother, whether it's writing or blogging or um, I, I just don't know how to do it any other way. And that show, a reality competition really help makes you face yourself like you get really honest very fast and there were times during that stint and in my career in live television maybe you've experienced it as well where I say gosh why do I keep choosing such terrifying things to do True. why do I do live television yes. you know where you have no saliva in your yeah. mouth your heart is pounding through yes. your chest and you just think you're going to forget everything you need to know and then there's the surrender of just finding the faith in your body uh, or whatever you believe in. Uh -huh. So that was one of my greatest lessons. And um, also learning how to train like an athlete at uh -huh. times when I wanted to quit. Because you do. You go through that physically, mm -hmm. emotionally, and mentally. I had just had my fourth baby. Oh. He was three months old, barely. Oh. So I was rolling through that. You know, wow. talk about hormones and yep. the body changing and the stress and the fatigue and the list goes on and on. Well, um, congratulations. Thank you. Because it was phenomenal to thank watch you, you it's do that. Thank you. It's very revealing. I, 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 I didn't enjoy it as much in it. Yeah. But in hindsight, I go back and I go, gosh, I'd like to do one more dance. Gosh, yeah. I'd like to do that song again. Or I'll hear oh, a yeah. song and it takes me back to that place. You know? Do you think that that's where your true drive and love of fitness started? You know, and it's an interesting question because one thing that I learned because of the physical commitment where I didn't have an option, it was a seven day a week commitment. And you know how hard it is to be yeah. on a show. The show goes on whether yeah. you're sick, no matter yep. what's happening, you just show up. I realized that you can do anything. Time sometimes is our biggest excuse. Even mm -hmm. with children, can mm -hmm. I do sports? Can I take them to ballet? Can I, I do soccer? We're overscheduled, everybody. Can you choose one thing? Let's not try to do everything. I realized, gosh, if you really put your mind to something, mm -hmm. you could carve out a season of your life yeah. and get it done. And I, I feel like as women... Tell me what you think. We give up so much because life is so demanding. We're devoted wives. Maybe mm -hmm. we're our career moms, whatever it is. We're so used to just sacrificing. That show really taught me not that you can accomplish it and win it yeah. because that takes a whole lot of other things, but that you could just do anything if you show up. And that was a great lesson for me. I think I said yes to more things uh -huh. that were time consuming uh -huh. after that show. Because I realized I just spent seven days for three months of my life. You can't sign yeah. up for that. I've been like, there's no way. That's right. <laughs> That's, That's right. If you even hesitate for a second, you'll, yeah. you would probably say no. Yeah. But you learned, yeah. oh, I can say yes and still do it yeah. and still do everything yeah. else I needed to do. And, and you totally had a three-month-old baby. Uh, I mean, it was <sighs> a lot. But to answer your question specifically with fitness, I learned that your body will show up. Mm-hmm. If you you're, if, if your head is in the game, because there's times where you go, oh my gosh, I think I can't do it, then you can't do it. Yeah. There's also times where mentally you can do it, and physically you can't. Physically you can, and mentally you uh -huh. can't. So it's that that's sort of, you know, that marriage be between that. But um, your body will learn to do things that don't feel right. People think fitness, visit, you know, wellness. Transformation, like all these things that we do in our health and wellness commitments are going to feel natural. They're not. Sometimes you just got to do it. I love that. I love hearing that you because you know you're you're educating the listeners right now, and it's so important to listen to your mind, listen to your body, and also just know that you can do it mm -hmm. if you put your mind to it. We were in the studio today taping a show. And a lot of the focus was life after 70 mm -hmm. and how the world has changed. And as you get older, you can still do so much. And there was a guest on the show, but she taught me today so much because she was 85 years old and she was a fitness bodybuilder. She That's was amazing. a competitive bodybuilder. And when you see the show, when it airs next month, when the sh when the season launches, 
you will be shocked at this woman. She was 85 years old. I'd like and to see that. You will not believe this woman's body. And she told Philip, she said she holds a Guinness Book World Record. But still, when I yeah. saw her, she didn't have like saggy skin. What, she what, had what's such the secret? <laughs> muscles. And How, we, what? Philip says, what's your, uh, yeah. what's your secret? And she said, <laughs> I suffer from anxiety and fitness and exercise is oh, what helps me. Yeah. And so I started back in my 50s mm. and I'm just, I love it. And I tell my body, let's yeah. do this so we are healthy. And yeah. she gets out and she she still works out three days a week. It's incredible. It was incredible. But she said, my body needs it. And yeah, it's, it I thrives on the fitness part. I, I really love that. And I feel like it's more important now than ever. Uh-huh. And it's not how much you weigh or this hot girl summer bikini body thing. I don't really yeah. even like that. I think it's about energy and I, I think it's about immunity. And I also think it's about really, honestly, that accomplishment of, yes. of, of making a commitment, of keeping it, of taking care of yourself, of... For so many reasons. So many reasons. Confidence, for energy, heart, body, soul. You know, I I used to think that I was working out only so I could fit into the right size of clothing and and know that I felt like I looked the right size or not. But it was never really for how I felt. That was, this was back, you know, like 50 Mm -hmm. years ago. But as I got older and, and I witnessed my mother's poor health of Mm -hmm. not taking care of herself and that sort of thing. I can remember the shift in my mind. I can remember when I shifted to, okay, I'm doing this for my health. I'm Mm -hmm. doing this for longevity. This isn't about how I look. This is about how long I can live and how healthy I can be. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I, I feel like it's crazy now that after today, even today, listening to an 85 year old woman who says, I still work out. Mm-hmm. three days a week, and I just thrive on it. I'm like, wow, that, those are powerful words. And I, I think have it's so such important. mad respect for that. I um, actually, I wasn't planning, but I, I kind of want to take a chance and share something with you because, okay. well, A, there's safety because I, I know you've heard so much. Um, and I feel like I'm, I'm not going to meet you in total honesty if I, if I don't bring this up, but I lost my brother this summer, my my younger brother, and I, I can that. talk about it now I because I've been I'm through. So sorry. Thank you, thank you. I, I've been through so much with my family, and I'm really blessed to have a family that has an, such an abundance of love. It's incredibly healing. So there's been some really transformative, beautiful lessons in this oh. process. Um, the reason I I'm bringing it up is because of what you just said, and I haven't talked about this publicly yet, but oh. I, but I feel like I need to, okay. and I feel like there's a, a really great. Um, there's an great isn't the right word. There's a very important message. Mm-hmm. And he died of morbid obesity. Oh, and morbid obesity is really, the, I, I never even heard that term before. And I've thought a lot about, do I share this? How do I address it? What's the message? What do we learn from it? Where's the healing? Where's the shift? Where's the pivot in not only my family, but where's the pivot in people close enough to me when you hear something like that? And, mm-hmm. you know, when I first found out, I was really angry. Uh-huh. I was angry with him for not caring for himself. I was angry for him for not taking care of his body, for leaving children behind, daughters. Um, there were periods of time in my life where he lived with me, and he was such an incredible part of my my family and my children's lives, to lose weight, to change, to fight the fight. Um, and he was battling a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but the reason I bring it up is because what, the scary part of not caring for our bodies is mm-hmm. getting so far away from where you started, getting so far away from who you are that you don't even know how to get your way back. Uh-huh. And... It's really common. It's really, really common. I mean, we look at the stats even in our country, and it's really avoidable. That's the thing about it, you know? It, 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 it can be, yes. Mm-hmm. I will share with you that obesity runs in Philip's family. Mm, and uh, it, the, I've seen the struggle within his family. And we also lost mm. his nephew in the last year mm, because of the struggle of obesity. So I, I, I don't know. I thought something compelled me to bring this up and it wasn't about this show. I just, I, I know you've uh, been through so much and you and Philip, but I'm really sorry so to I, hear I, that. It's, I'm it's, sorry. I think so you. can feel your pain. I, I know your pain. Yeah. It, it's, it's devastating. And 
it's a delicate dance for me because of the business that I'm in uh-huh. and how to address it in, with my own family, even in, in, in an opportunity for growth. And I felt like it was a bit of a siren song for people to wake up a little bit uh-huh. and try a little harder and dig mm-hmm. a little deeper. And, you know, I have great compassion for the disease aspects mm-hmm. and for addiction and for mm-hmm. a lot of things that there's no casual way of speaking about it. That's, so compassionately... You know, I, I really want to just say that we 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 have to care for ourselves in a, so in a certain way for life, for longevity, for strength, for health, for um, just all of the things that are mm-hmm. going to allow us to be here. That's so true. Obesity is oh, as serious a crazy. disease as as cancer, mm-hmm. as alcoholism, as is any drug addiction mm-hmm. uh, to mm-hmm. struggle with obesity is as overpowering mm-hmm. i know i've seen it i've mm-hmm. seen it in family uh and it's mm-hmm. it's it's heartbreaking mm-hmm. it's heartbreaking and it can be so overwhelming overwhelming and there are Just many so elements of it i mean and i can so remember many. a season when my brother came to live with us and he lost almost 70 pounds and we were so oh. proud of him and he was doing so great and when it was his time to go back home to his family, he was so vulnerable. I said, I'm really scared. Yeah. I'm scared to go back to Salt Lake City, Utah, in an economic system where life, the privilege uh-huh. of eating organic uh-huh. and the convenience of having that sort of, I mean, I'm, I, I bring attention to it and uh-huh. you hear my struggle because it's it. a difficult conversation yes. to have. Yes. Discipline is hard. Um, there's a financial component yes. of it. There's a creative component of it. There's a support system component of it. That's so true. It's just so multi-layered. Um, I don't know. I don't know what made me, made me bring that up and share with you, but I'm, I'm, I'm also sorry for your loss. And I, and I just, it, it brings me back to, you know, what I do and my passion for mm-hmm. wellness, which goes so much deeper than just the, the, the fitness part uh-huh. of it. And uh-huh. it's, it's, um, it's about life. It is. It's right? so true. And you, you've lived it firsthand. You, mm-hmm. and I feel that your entire life, it has been on your mind. Mm-hmm. Your brother has been on mm-hmm. your mind every waking mm-hmm. minute of your mm-hmm. life. Yeah, it's true. And it's a process, you know, uh-huh. and I'm, I'm so blessed to have so much love in the family that, you know, they'll lift each other up. And uh-huh. I, I feel like that's such an important part of healing, mm-hmm. you know, and the honesty. And I agree. I haven't addressed it yet publicly, but I mean, I did because I live out loud on social media. But I mean, from yes. a from a health standpoint, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, it's not something we talk about enough in our country. I completely agree. Uh, I've read that you advocate for regular checkups and mm-hmm. screenings. And I do. Uh, I mean, that's how I was diagnosed with with thyroid cancer. It was a regular checkup, and uh-huh. I can't tell you how many people I met after that who haven't had a yearly physical. Like what? <laughs> and my yearly physical is two hours long, and it's not fun. And who has time for that? Exactly. <laughs> you know exactly. I mean? But you got to do it. But you got to do you it. Just and you know, have to like. Do it. I actually am so hard on myself because <laughs> there's one thing that my entire life I have struggled with is regret. I cannot mm-hmm. stand to live with regret. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I tell that. myself, get in there and get that checkup because yeah. what if? I do the what if. What if, you know, what if you wait one week too long, one month too long, even one day too long? So I'm a big advocate Good to you, however you get, there. get in there and get yeah. that checkup because you just never know if you wait just too long. And we have access to so much information, yes. you know, even to create a marker so we know where we were and where a we're baseline. going. Yes. A baseline. Yes. baseline. Get, really get that information, not only for yourself, but for your loved ones mm-hmm. and your children. Agree. Because Agree. I know I've told this story so many times, and uh, but I was on the phone with my mother and she, at the young age of 58, I'm 67 now, so I really can, can relate. But uh, she just said, I feel funny. And before I could get out, what do you mean by funny? She was gone from undiagnosed heart disease. So oh, wow. again, I can understand sorry, uh, yeah. that that need to get in and get yourself checked, yep. get everything Choices. head to toe, get everything, especially yes. when you have family history. I, I agree. I mean, choices, information, discipline, awareness, yes. honesty, when we meet ourselves yes. with honesty, you know, being in denial of things, I think, is one of the most dangerous spaces to live oh, in. I agree. In all areas, whether it's your health, your love, your relationship, your work, your career, your dreams. Yes. Just get honest with yourself. Yes. You know, start there. Yes. Um, so true. Yeah. Don't ignore anything. Especially again, I keep going back, but when there's family history, yes. when there's when it's right in front That's of right. your eyes, don't ignore it. That's right. Address it. Get yourself checked yearly for That's sure. Right.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The first page of a book never tells the full story. And those news alerts and headlines, like the ones we get on our phones, don't even scratch the surface of what the story is really all about. Stories are like people, multi-layered and complex. It takes some digging to find the truth, but when we find it, it can change our world. We like to dig. The news on Merritt Street. Essential television. On Oops! The Podcast, join me, comedian Giulio Gallarotti, as I examine everyday life, the mistakes, the bad decisions, the goals, the jokes, the social engagements, and all things in between. I'm joined every week by producer and personal confidant, Ryan Lynch, various other comedians for witty, candid, and intoxicating conversation. Our listeners love Oops! for sophisticated banter, aka your mom could listen, and many feel like they're in the room with us chopping it up with old pals. You can find every episode of the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. So we'll take a quick break to do the first thing that we do with every podcast, okay. and that's the drink of the day. Okay. Now, I hate I to go for one after that. <laughs> taking care of ourselves. Now we're going to talk about drink I of the know. day. But today's drink of the day is mm. called the tequila pick-me-up. <laughs> I was kind of hoping you were going to say that. <laughs> well, this high-energy, low-calorie cocktail is straight from your website, oh. brookeburk.com. I think this is a perfect cocktail to pair with brunch. It's eight ounces of cold brew. Oh, coffee? Coffee. Two ounces of tequila and a wedge of lime. Oh, now, I never would have thought of mixing coffee, tequila, and lime, but you would not believe how delicious this is. You pour the cold brew and tequila over ice and give it a stir. Squeeze in a wedge of lime to bring out the bright tequila flavor. Oh, it is so good. Can I tell you a funny story? Yes. Cheers, Cheers. by the way. Cheers. <laughs> and I have to try this because two things I love, coffee and tequila. I, me too. And me I too. think we've earned it. Um, I think we have to. Listen, I, 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 I've earned my, my cocktail. I have those large ice cubes that I keep in the freezer for entertaining. A lot of whiskey drinkers like the big round ice cube or yes. the big square ice cube. It doesn't melt as fast and water down your cocktail. And I like a big ice cube in my tequila. So sometimes for my morning shakes, I freeze my coffee so that I can put coffee ice cubes I in do my the shake. Same thing. And I always I'm always looking for an upper and a high yeah, yeah. in a healthy way. So I'm all about the coffee. So instead of pouring your hot coffee in my shakes, I do the same thing. I love it. So one day I'm serving my girlfriend a tequila and I accidentally grabbed the coffee ice cube. Yeah put it in there, which is what you'll see on my site, and poured the tequila over. And we were like, oh my gosh, this is the greatest yes. combination. So in yes. Mexico, you'd get a Mexican coffee, right? You yes. get your coffee with tequila. This was the greatest thing, and it became our summer cocktail. I love it. Coffee, ice cubes, and tequila. I love it. Come on now. <laughs> I love it. I, I do the same thing. when the when In the morning, I make an extra coffee, mm. and I freeze it. Yeah. So for you. Oh, yeah. It's so delicious. <laughs> so well, thank delicious. you for that. The drink mm. of the day. So, yeah, I just love it. It's called the tequila pick-me-up. I like it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're right about what you said. So, you know, an organic tequila, um, it is high energy yeah. and low calorie. And I, I try to avoid a lot of sugar when I can. So yes. putting sugary drinks in many of your cocktails is why we feel hungover and we feel so crappy the next day. So if you can keep it kind of simple like that and garnish with fruit instead of juice, I yes. think it's a much better choice and interesting enough to even like plant-based and, you know, some type of cleanses. Tequila is so clean I agree. that you could have a tequila. I agree. I went to, uh, just a little side note, I... Uh, went to uh, see my doctor, uh, ear, nose, and throat doctor about, mm, it's been now about three years ago, because I have allergies mm-hmm. really badly. I inherited them from my mother. Yeah. And so it was that time of year that it, once a year, I always would lose my voice. And so I had lost my voice, but when it was coming back, it kind of came back kind of raspy and it wouldn't clear mm-hmm. up. So I go to see him and he said, yeah, you have kind of an irritated throat here. I can mm-hmm, see that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said, you 
looks like you're suffering from heartburn at night when you're asleep. And I said, oh, yeah, because I, I, I went through I, this too. Yes. Well, he told so me, he said, do you drink wine? I was just going to say that. Did, please I tell said, me he didn't tell you to give up the red wine, but I went through the same thing. You know what? So I, I did, did give up voice the exercise, And they wanted to give me all these anti-acid things. The heartburn, I said, I really feel fine. They're like, give up wine. Don't stress. Give up spice. I'm like, yes, you told me give up coffee. He gave me a list. He gave me the list. I was like, I'm not giving up all those things. Yes. He said, give up everything spicy, tomatoes. It had a long list. And he said, only have one cup of coffee mm-hmm, in the morning, mm-hmm. but don't drink it yeah. after 12 o'clock. And long list, dark chocolate, uh, everything Oh, yeah, I said. all the things we love. And then the wine yes. at night was sort of settling in and irritating he, the throat. So he said, are you, how many glasses of wine do you drink at night? And I said, like, well, I don't um, drink a lot every <laughs> night. You know, Philip doesn't even drink wine. I said, but if I open a nice bottle of wine, maybe I'll have two glasses. Mm-hmm. And so he says, kind of, <laughs> totally, it's like, I'm not going to waste it, but... So he said, maybe if you just go to one glass of wine. Well, I'm an all or nothing person. So I said, okay, well, how about if I just give up the wine until my throat mm-hmm. clears up? And he said, uh, because he said, you know, if, if this heartburn persists, and I didn't know I had it, like I said, because it was happening when I was sleeping. He said, it can turn into esophageal cancer. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, scary. well, that scared me. Yeah. So I said, okay, here's the deal. I'll just give up wine until it clears up. Mm-hmm. Because he goes, well, I don't, I don't mean for you to just give it up. I said, no, I'm kind of an all or nothing person. I'll just do that. That was three years ago, and I and gave, gave it up. I gave Good up wine. So when I went back to have it checked, Welcome he said, tequila. wow, <laughs> intro well, tequila. <laughs> you gave up wine. And I said, yeah, I gave it up. And he goes, well, I don't think you should give it up completely. Why don't you? I said, yeah, I'm not going to go back to it. He goes, well, what'd you replace it with? I said, tequila. <laughs> He's like, oh, have I created it? I said, I got to researching that tequila is really a very yeah. healthy. Yeah, I think so. Um, I'll tell you another thing that I did, because like you, when I got that long list, I thought, oh, geez, come on, are you serious? I think I'd rather have the sexy, raspy voice. I know. And I discovered um, from a very natural nutritionist who made this suggestion, so... Um, it was worth a try. A, a, a Japanese dried plum. I think it's an umbaji plum. I'm not sure, but you can get it at like a high-end like uh, a health food store uh-huh. or like a, a high-end grocery, an organic grocery. And they come dried and they're they're in a liquid. And um, it's going to sound really odd, but you would for. Um, Acid in the tummy, yes. heartburn for all of those things. You would suck on, you would eat the plum and then suck on the pit. Oh, I'm oh. telling you, it really, really, really helped. I have oh, to look up the name. I can't wait. Great little tip. Oh, I so, can't wait. Acid in the stomach, you know, I'm going that little thing. Yeah, I know. I'm <laughs> telling you. Okay, I'm going to look it up because I did honestly inherit a very sensitive <laughs> stomach from my father. Yeah. So it's also good to, you know, car sickness and anything that's like acidic or upsetting to the stomach. So my children also would take them and then they would just suck on the pit, which is kind of fun. I, can't wait. I don't know why it has such magical properties. Oh, great. Um, great. Try. Oh, see, that's why see? I started. I've got a secret. <laughs> yeah, see. For all the of these secret. great, Not great that sexy, secrets. But that's our secret. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so now you have four children. So did motherhood always feel like you're calling? I always wanted to have a big family. Oh. Always, always, always. Um and I would have kept going probably. Four is a lot, and they really raise each other. So I have three daughters. Oh. One just graduated from college. One's in college. One's starting high school tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow. And my son. So had I had another girl, I really wanted a son. Yeah. And I love my girls, yeah. and I don't know why. Um, I wanted, like, my son first. So um, God bless me with oh, four yeah. healthy I, I, children. I always wanted to raise a son. I, I, I got know. two. I'm so I thankful. Know. And I'm not greedy, so I felt like I really, God bless me with healthy, four healthy children. But, oh. yeah, I always wanted to be a mom, and I love having babies. Babies. Yes. Um, I feel like babies are easy. It gets harder as oh, they get older. You know? My last granddaughter turned six oh, months old yesterday. Exciting. Congratulations. So wonderful. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Being a mother of four on mm-hmm. top of having so many business endeavors, mm-hmm. how do you make time that's just for yourself? I always have to ask that. I know. It's, it's, it seems to be the struggle for all women and, and mothers and career-oriented women. Um, and I, I don't think I knew this in my 30s and 40s. I don't think I knew it as a young mom or even a younger woman. I, I really have learned the value of feeling worthy and of having boundaries and of teaching my children that guilt-free. I'm shameless about my me time. I'm not selfish about time. I'm shameless about my me time. Mm -hmm. And I carve it out. And I, I'm a kinder mom. I'm a more patient woman. I'm a better partner. Uh I'm a more creative businesswoman. And I, I really just 
you know, believe that when you understand the value of boundaries, when you understand how to say no to things that don't serve you, um, giving up more to create more time, you know, for things that really fulfill you, I, I think we deserve it as women. I don't think we're good at it. Mm-hmm. I don't think we were groomed or raised. I'm trying to raise my children um, to do that, to allow room for creativity and creativity, failure, dreams, goals, like all of that messy life for me doesn't scare me. Uh-huh. Um, but I just don't think we were raised to really, as women, to have room for that and to put ourselves first. It sounds really shallow. I I completely agree with you. You know, I I made a decision to change my legacy. I lived with my mother, never putting herself first mm-hmm. and paying the mm-hmm. horrible price of losing her life at such a young age mm. because she never put herself first. Never. Well, she ever. probably didn't know any different that there was she anything didn't. better or anything other. No other no. option. Put than her family doing first, that. children first. Which I admire. I yeah, she it was a beautiful me. woman. It makes me sad. A godly woman. She was wonderful. Yeah. And I always wanted to be just like her, but yeah. I I, beautiful. I did make the decision that it was not selfish to put myself first yeah. and take care of myself and take myself to the doctor, mm-hmm. just like I took my children to mm-hmm. the doctor, which she just never did that. So I think you're right. It's not selfish to put ourselves first. And And tell me if you agree with this, because I think a lot of women think that if they make the decision to put themselves first, mm-hmm. to carve out their me time, that... To me, it doesn't mean that their life of putting themselves first is something they have to do every day. I agree. And I feel like there is a little confusion sometimes when the topic comes Mm -hmm. up that women think, oh, I don't have time to put myself first because my days are so full already. I think it's going to be impossible for me to change my Mm -hmm. life so much Mm -hmm. that I have to fit in a time for myself. That's not what I mean. Let's talk about it because... I think this is a really important opportunity if, if women can open, even young women, even young ladies, yes. children, to really entertain this concept. There's something about first, I think, that feels self-centered, mm-hmm. and certainly in our country, yes. right? And there's something beautiful about the woman who's the giver, who's put her family first, and yes. she's a devoted wife and mother, and I'm all about that. Yes. Let me tell you a story. I'll tell yes. you a quick story. And I wrote about this, so I've told this story a bunch of times, but I haven't told it to you, and your listeners may appreciate this. Florence Henderson. Yes, I love, love her. her. We had a great opportunity to work together, oh. and I had such admiration for her drive. She was sensual. She was passionate. She was a devoted mother. Unbelievable career. Um, and she um, endorsed my book for me. Oh. And when I, when I wrote The Naked Mom... <laughs> Knowing when I knew that, I wish I knew now, blah, blah, blah. Uh, It's an old story. So cheeky. Um, I really thought being last on the totem pole was the right position for me Mm -hmm. to live in. And I was doing pretty well in that position. And we're talking kids, husbands, dogs. Like I was was last last on the list. And I just thought that was the right way to live. And I was perfectly happy in that position. Um, And she read my book. And I asked her a lot of questions throughout our time working together in the ballroom. I just had so much admiration for her, and she was so so sexy. I loved, like, a woman in her space. Yes. I just was like, I want to grow up and be like you. Yeah, and she, she said, in the nicest way, she said, I think you've got it wrong. I was like, what do you mean? And she said, you can't be last on the totem pole. It just simply doesn't work that way. And she said, you have to be first. I was like, what are you, Florence, <gasps> what? That's not even an option. I have four children. She goes, so did I. I was like, well, what do you mean? And she said, you have to put yourself first, and uh-huh. you deserve to be first, and you're going to be a better woman, better mother, better lover, better partner, uh, all the above. I love her. And I was like, well, okay. And I said, well, how old were you when you figured that out? Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And she was like, touche. But the point was, the moral of the story was, I, I took that in. I not only took it in, I took it to heart. I changed some of my ways, and it didn't mean that I compromised anyone in my family. It didn't mean that I gave up anything that anybody needed. You said schedule your doctor's appointments like you. We don't miss our kids' stuff. We don't miss their games, God willing. We have time. You know, we juggle. I have so many, so somebody misses something. But they know that that's life. That's mommy's life lesson. Sometimes mommy works. That's why we have a fabulous life. That's right. I'm tough loving that. But I don't miss the important moments in their life. Yeah. 
but I but I won't schedule them for myself. So that I, I think that's a really important shift for women to give themselves that opportunity to do it without guilt. Yes. To schedule themselves, to make themselves a priority. There's yes. this weird thing about first and selfish and it's not that, it's worthiness. That's right. We're worthy. Deserve it. We you deserve, deserve it. Yeah. It's it, it I think just so. comes right down to you deserve it as mm-hmm. much as anyone else yeah. on the planet. Yeah. No one else deserves yeah. it more than you. Yeah. You deserve it just and we as need much to honor as ourselves. anyone else. Yeah, I agree. And it's only it's you're the only one that knows what it is you deserve. Mm-hmm. So it, it's a, Isn't that it's an a, amazing life, though? Yes. That we didn't know as a younger woman because you think yes. you're counting on everyone else to make yes. you happy and to yes. create it for you. And then when you grow up, yes. <laughs> we're still growing up. I'm still learning. Yes. And you and you figure out what makes you happy, what you need. You create yes. those boundaries. It's I a wish, conversation you have to have with yeah, yourself. Yeah. You sit down and you think, okay, so what is it I deserve? Mm-hmm. And, and maybe it's once a week. It's yeah. once a month, but you yeah. know you deserve yeah. it, and you know you're going to give it to yourself. Giving it to yourself, <laughs> exactly. Right? And so it doesn't happen every yeah. day. It doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. It happens when you decide mm-hmm. you're putting yourself first. And, I and then there's no say, guilt that you're not, not doing it every a day. Big thing. It doesn't have to be a monumental thing. I was exactly. just having a beautiful conversation with another woman about this. It's not about geography or economy or any of that. Right. These are not material things. They might be. You know, fly your flag. They might be. But there are things that make you feel, you know, happy. Yes, yes. I can remember. I honestly can remember the very first me treat I gave myself. And maybe it wasn't the first, but to me, it's the first memory I have of of serving dinner to Philip and Jay. Jordan wasn't born yet. And I can remember serving dinner, sitting down. We had our dinner. And when I could tell that we were through eating and it was mm-hmm. just kind of over, but we were just kind of sitting there, I said, okay, Philip, he's all yours. You two guys have your time. I'm going to go take a bubble bath. Right, right, right. And it wasn't this big, okay, it's my me time. Yeah. I'm it just wasn't like, a big, it was just a bubble bath, yeah, which you might you not boys. have done. Can you imagine leaving your husband with the kids so that you could no. go take, which as a younger woman might have been like, who has time for that? Yeah, I don't have time. I got to do the dishes. Uh, I got to get Jay ready for bed. Yeah. I got blah, 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 blah. You know, there are quite a few things I could have filled with that mm-hmm, time or, mm-hmm. or would ordinarily have done with that mm-hmm. time as a routine. Mm-hmm. So but true. I can remember that. And he was like, oh, great. Okay. It's so true. And also, I think learning how to ask for help for moments like that, uh-huh. which I don't think we're good at when we're young mothers. And I had that conversation with my daughter the other day because I get angry sometimes if they're not helping with the cleanup or the setup, or uh-huh. I've asked them two times to set the table and I make it a family affair. I really love family dinners. Yeah. I grew up with that, and it's a very important yes. p- part of my day. And I realized I was yelling a lot at home. <laughs> and my daughter said, You know, we're really happy to do it, but maybe we could like make it kind of an inclusive thing. Or if you could just, you know, ask for what you need, mama, instead of like making these demands. And I, my first reaction was, well, I'll stop yelling so much if you'll do what you're supposed to do. But I said, you know what? You're right. And I tried that. I came down the stairs instead of saying, you know, Hey, Ryan, you set the table. Do you set the table yet? I was like, Hey girls, not right now, but as soon as you have time, will you just knock it out and set the table for me? Cause we're going to eat outside tonight. And it's just, Sometimes it's just a little shift, yes. you know, and it's style, yes. isn't it? It's style and delivery. It's so <laughs> That's true. one thing I've learned. It's so true. And her being yeah. so sweet and, and honest. Yeah. Like, she was my 19-year-old, so she got it. She was sort of like, you know, just ask us when you need help instead of getting resentful that we're not helping. Just ask. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I, shouldn't, at first I was like, I shouldn't have to. But I said, oh, you know what? Okay. Try that. I love it. <laughs> I love that. it. I love it. And you know, it's it's not only maintaining who you are, but growing and changing. Yeah, right. So what is your advice for this? We want to maintain who we are, but we also want to grow and change. I think what you just said is a perfect answer for that. Listen to what your children, because a 19-year-old is pretty wise. Wiser than we think, you know, growing and changing is, is hard. I'm always learning. Um, I'm also okay to get it wrong. I, I like surrounding myself with people that stimulate me when yep. I can have deep conversations and learn from other women. I love female conversations, and those too. relationships are so valuable to me. But, you know, change is a is a really positive thing, momentum, movement, change for yes. me. And sometimes we get stuck in our ways. I, I, I like 
I like change. I love change. You know? I love it challenges change. Challenges me. I like challenge. <laughs> and I like to try new things. You know, not everybody likes to do that. I know it. I know. A lot of right? people love to stay consistent. Mm-hmm. It's like there's nothing wrong with staying consistent. Mm-hmm. I personally, I love change. Mm-hmm. I love changing my surroundings as far yeah. as like decor and everything because yeah. I'm stimulated by yeah. my surroundings. Yeah. So I, I love, love change. That. Well, even like you can't, not everybody can see her, but like you're so colorful and like she's wearing this gorgeous, like, I don't know if it's like a cobalt or a Kelly or what you call that, that green. I, I, wh- but what color is this? Like It's such a pretty like, green, but yeah. changing up things like that too and yeah. adding color and changing you know, your style once in a while, or maybe, you know, taking a chance or doing something different might feel, it might not feel great, but just the experiment, like, isn't it all just a big experiment? Yeah. It's just, yeah. It's just the, it's like, yeah. Like people will ask me sometimes, like, uh, how do you, because I do my own hair and makeup for the mm-hmm. camera and I always have, because I just love the, I love being creative mm-hmm. with makeup and mm-hmm. stuff. It's just, you know, it just starts my day. Like, it ignites me. Mm-hmm. It's, a I lot of people that. say, "Oh, I would hate the the pressure of having yeah. to do that." Like, <laughs> well, you're well, good try at it. <laughs> it one time. Try it one time because it might like excite you yeah. if, if you sat down with a whole palette of yeah. different colors and everything. Yeah, it's fun. So it's just it's to be just an artist, a, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It takes a little courage. So I yeah. want to talk about your podcast, Intimate Knowledge. Yeah. You and your two co-hosts talk about everything related to intimacy, relationships, and sex. Yeah. So how did this concept come to fruition? Well, it was a bit of a scary, um, again, it goes back to taking chances and I am a bit of a risk taper, taker, but in my industry, you know, having had a pretty PG television career, doing a podcast with the word sex in it was a little concerning to me, to be honest. And my manager's quite conservative. I've had the same manager for over 20 years and I love oh. him. His name is David Brady and he's awesome. And we make a lot of decisions together. And we wanted to do a podcast with iHeartRadio and Megan Edmonds and Leela DeVille, who's a sex and intimacy coach, mother of two. We wanted to find the right trio and we wanted to open up the dialogue about sex. We ended up calling it intimate knowledge and and really making it about intimacy. And our struggle in the very beginning was how we were all trying to define the word intimacy and what that means to everyone. And sex, it, it has the, the, you know, the byline, the shh, it's a show about sex. I had a hard time because I knew I was going to be promoting the heck out of it. And uh-huh. I have younger children and I know yeah. their friends follow me and everything. And it yeah. just it was a little too loud for me. Um, but it's about all those conversations that we need to have as women that my mom could listen to and my daughter could listen yes. to. Not all of them. <laughs> um, but my mother could listen to all of them. Uh-huh. And I could have that conversation with anyone. Um in, in a respectful way, because I, I, I think we're in a shift right now where we are opening up the dialogue. And I think it's super important for women to be educated and, and for women to sort of unpack that that pleasure gap, if you will. Um, and by that means that the withholding of pleasure or just being raised to think that we're, we're supposed to give up a lot of things in and out of the bedroom. Um, so it's been really fascinating and it's been an interesting trio because when you have an intimacy coach, who kind of, she's very loving and very gentle, she's extremely erotic and provocative, but her style is very, um, very sweet and, and, and palatable. Yeah. You know, she's not like raunchy in her yeah. delivery, yeah. if you yeah. know what I mean. Yeah. And then Megan Edmonds is, is very proper. Yeah. And I'm just open to kind of everything yeah. and very transparent. So it's it's been interesting to have three different points of view and to bring to life conversations for, for, for you know, subject matter that I think is important. Well, can I just tell my listeners right now, as you were just <laughs> explaining this podcast, I'm sitting here, I'm, I'm listening, of course, but I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> if there's one person that I would put on the team of this <laughs> podcast you just described, it is you. Thank you. Because I'm looking... Uh, Listeners, I'm looking at this gorgeous woman oh, speaking you. about it. She's sitting here in a precious, beautiful black <laughs> dress. It's short. She thought it might be too short to be on the podcast because we have cameras. <laughs> sitting no. in a chair. <laughs> I said, oh, no, you can't get a dress too short for you. Thank She's you. gorgeous. So can I just say if anyone should be a 
part of this podcast. Thank it you. should be you. I appreciate it. I, I, I feel like there's more freedom now than ever. I think podcasts are a great opportunity and a great platform for people to chime in and learn from conversations that other people are having. And, you know, one of one of the struggles, I, I think, and, you know, I'd love to know what, what you think about this coming from, you know, a network television background where not everyone's super soulful, not everyone's really spiritual, not everyone wants to just feel good. Um, yep. We want things that are colorful and poppy and dramatic and confrontational and blah, blah, blah. I, I love it all. Yeah. But in, in this space, we really get to bring to life conversations that matter uh-huh. and we get to learn. Um, and it's a hell of a lot easier, too, to do it on a podcast, isn't yes. it, than on, on national television. Yes. Um, but I, I just I, I feel like we're living out loud right now as uh-huh. women. And, um, you know, it goes back to that element of being worthy. And, Uh um, you know, being brave enough to to talk about things and, you know, being brave enough to sort of explore pleasure. Yes. And it's not just in the bedroom. Uh Like it's pleasure in the big world, Mm -hmm. in your career and your friendships and your habits Uh and your wellness and certainly in the bedroom, I hope. And and I think the listeners want to hear from women like you that have experience, that you have four children, you have lived a life of experience. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what the listeners want to hear yeah. from those of the women who have experience with life and intimacy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks for saying that. I, you know, I've, I've, I, well, I love when I get feedback, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I like a very full circle conversation. Uh-huh. Even though I don't get to know everybody, we, we have an element of connection in, uh-huh. in social media and whatnot and this weird digital time that we're yeah. in. But I love hearing from women that if a conversation reaches them in a way where they say something like, I never thought about that, or yeah. I, I really went back and I tried that, or gosh, I was so shy about X, Y, or Z, but I decided to have that conversation, uh-huh. or like that matters to me. Yes, or if they say, all this time I thought there was something wrong with me. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. normal, yeah. or there's nothing wrong with me for liking that, or yeah. I love feedback. There's freedom in it. Yes. And I, I like that conversation. Yes. Um, and it's uncomfortable. Let's face it. I mean, it's uncomfortable for a lot of women to open up that dialogue yes. amongst their friends and certainly with their lovers. And um, just it starts with a conversation. Uh-huh. And I hope mm-hmm. that people have trusting, loving relationships where they yeah. can just start the dialogue. Yes. And, and sometimes I, these podcasts are even foreplay. Yeah, <laughs> you exactly. Know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> and are. especially when you have an expert yeah. that yes. can lend towards how to have the conversations mm-hmm. with your exactly. partners. Exactly. Because so we it, give a lot of suggestions. Yeah. You know? yeah. And then we have an expert on there. And then Megan and I could be like, oh my God, I would never, would you ever? Yeah. Like, yeah. So um, it's fun. It's yes. like going to lunch with some girlfriends. Yes. You know, and one of them yeah. is super knowledgeable. You know what I mean? Yeah. And one of them yeah. who does all those things that you would never do. Well, it's let me tell you how my husband reacted when I said, <laughs> well, let me tell you. Well, so you didn't scream it at him. You yeah. just, oh, yeah. okay, okay. Exactly. Style and delivery. Yes. Yeah, it <laughs> makes like a big difference. We actually did a show this week. We paid a visit to a very young couple because Philip and I just this last Saturday celebrated 45 years oh of marriage. My gosh, so, that's amazing. I know, 45, 45th wedding anniversary. And <laughs> they just got engaged. And so they, it was a like a Ask Dr. Phil and Robin mm-hmm. kind of type show. Uh, and so they said, we're going to, we just got engaged and we're going to get married in a year and we want to know. She said, how do I get him to not do this and not do that? And it was a fun show. And we popped into their apartment somewhere here in L.A. And then they came to the stage. And she was complaining because he would uh, take his clothes off and pretend to shoot like a basketball and throw them over to the laundry basket. (laughs) And sometimes they made it in there and sometimes they (laughs) didn't. Most of the time not. (laughs) And when they didn't, she said, he just leaves them on the floor. Mm -hmm. He won't walk over there and then put them in. And she said... So when he misses, the room is a mess, and I, I can't get him to just put him in the basket. And he goes, I just don't understand why she gets upset about that. Right. What did you say? So I said, so I said, well, here's how I look at it. I said, you can pretend that, you know, marriage can be kind of like a game, but you want the game to be a win-win, not mm-hmm. ne- never a lose mm-hmm. situation. It's a game where you both win. 
I said, for I example. like that in itself. Yeah. I mean, everybody, Always like, where you both up. win. Like, because sometimes one is trying to, I like that. Yes. That is such a nice way I of said, looking at that. Would you want to be LeBron James and you want to shoot a two pointer or a three pointer and you, you don't make it and it goes on the floor? Well, that's a lose for her. Up. But, <laughs> Can we start charging him? But when you. When it goes on the floor, chances are good you're going to be benched for the rest of the night. Mm. But if you get up and you go put that in the basket, mm-hmm. then I looked at Philip. I said, "What's that? What's that? What are those letters they give a basketball That's player?" Right. VIP. Philip goes MVP. I said, "Then MVP. you get up, you go put it in the basket. You're going to be named MVP for the rest of the night. And don't so, they get a trophy at the end of the game? It's so simple. You're going to get a trophy. It? That's win-win." And he goes, she goes, that's right. And then, yeah, light bulb, aha. You know, it's just, it is a game. Think of how you can play the game of marriage and make it a win-win situation. It's really that simple. Yeah. I guess the delivery of that conversation would have been hard to come from her, but, yeah. but there are just yeah. simple solutions like yeah, it's that. Really, right? It's really just like, and how when you're can in we it, both win? Right? Yeah. How can we both yeah. win? And that's, I like that. Yeah. I'm taking that advice home with me. That is a good one. Win win. Win Love win. It. Win win. win. That's, you, you just always want to say, how can we both win here? Yeah. Because you don't pick it up, you're benched for the rest <laughs> of the night. That's not good. And he just kind of went, oh, that's true. <laughs> Simple. That's, that's how she acts like. You're on the bench. Love that. I love that so much. That's good. So what's next for you? I know that you have an exciting partnership focusing on body circulation. Tell us about that. Yeah. So, you know, I'm always looking for interesting, I don't want to say tips and tricks, but I'm a little bit of a tech geek in like the biohacking world. And um, I think you're referring to Beamer. And yes, Beamer is one of the very simple things that I do every day. I do it twice a day. It takes Eight minutes, Robin. It's basically a pad. It improves your circulation. I won't drown everyone with the technical part of it, but when we think about longevity and and overall recovery, for me, I need that. A, because I'm in the fitness business. I'm always creating content. My body's always a little bit sore, but I also want to recover. I want to sleep well. Longevity (laughs) goal, goal in my life. So this improves circulation. It also makes you feel good, but it's one of those things that it's an eight minute period of my day where I can kind of lay down and check Uh out. So that in itself... I like, but I, but I like the concept of, um, incorporating some of these biohacking things into my wellness routine. It's Beamer. They have a go pack. It's in a backpack. I can do it outside. I can travel with it. I can do it on the road and you just lay down on it. You push a button. You don't really even feel it. So it's not, oh. not, but, but you feel it in your body. So I'm always looking for little things like that. Like oh, my garage it. looks like a little biohacking, t- like, <laughs> like text experiment. And yeah. I've got all kinds of things in there because, Look, we're, um, we're training differently. Yeah. We're training more efficiently, stronger, smarter as women. I like compound moves. I can work out in 15 minutes. I don't need to yeah. go to the gym yeah. and spend an hour anymore. Especially if you have to stay at home now. In fact, I don't want to go to the gym yeah. anymore. So it's the same way that I approach my fitness app. Yeah. If you have five minutes, and I used to laugh at that. Yeah. Eight minutes. I used to say, there's no way you're getting results in eight minutes. I promise you, you don't need to do more than five minutes of abs. So I have a whole program that are five minute abs. You know, I can't tell you how much time you want to invest. I can do a total body workout in 30 minutes. I love it. It's just, they're not tricks, but they are tips. She can't. (laughs) I'm looking at the body. She can't. Thank you. But Beamer Beamer is just one of those things that I do every day. And um, look, what we put in our body is important. Uh The way we train our body is important. Our mental wellness is important. Mm -hmm. The way we check out our me time as we, you know, we Mm -hmm. we just talked about. It's really a union for me. It's Mm -hmm. a mind, body, soul. I want to feel good on the inside. Um, I do so many things so that I can feel good. I know the other side of those commitments that I make to myself. Feel good. People ask me all the time, when you get in a rut or what do you do when you don't feel like it? And I just say, I I push through it because I know it's on the other side. Someone who's resisting fitness doesn't know it's on the other side. So I would say, just do it. (laughs) I would say, maybe just trust me. I know how I'm going to feel on those days when I make myself do it. And it's not a major event. You know, it doesn't have to be a big grueling hour that I don't enjoy. Um, it's about really just being creative with our time and, and promising myself that I'm going to take care of myself for a lot of reasons. Yep. 
And a lot of little ones count when on you me. do it. So that horrible yes. feeling when you yes. didn't do it. Of course, go, oh, right? I know. I, I know. It? And it's hard. And I and I really understand most people don't love to work out. So I have family fitness stuff, I have partner workouts, I have sexy yoga that you can do that that are connection yoga experiments. In fact, I love I'd it. love I'd love for you to try that one time. For people that don't necessarily like to work out, but it's a moment of eye contact uh-huh. and connection and sharing each other's body weight. I have stuff I do with my kids. I love it. Um, girlfriends, partners, I have stuff I could do with my mom and so many of those things live on the app and it's a beautiful time right now. There's free content on YouTube. Apps are nothing. They're like a nickel a day. You can sign up for a free week and if you don't like it, get rid of it. There's so much we can do at home. Oh, that's so wonderful. Water bottles, wine bottles. If you don't have weights, I do like a kitchen bar burn, which we do live streams sometime. Like a bar class incorporating Uh the island in the kitchen and my daughter and I will crank up our music. We'll get silly. We'll be making dinner. Maybe we have 25 minutes we get to do it together and I not take that. it so serious i want to be creative in my in my wellness yes. routine and with Otherwise family it's boring and at home <laughs> and i at love home. it and i want to stay i want to keep it that way oh, i don't want to drive an hour it. anymore <laughs> i love it so we do two things like i said sure. earlier in every podcast and this one is game of the day Okay. So how do you feel about games? Yeah, I love games. I love and games. I love family games, too. We're playing a lot of Rummy Cube right now. Oh, I so love much games. fun. I We're love games, We're playing so much too. Yahtzee. It's so fun. So fun. So the name of this game is, so you think you can name that dance. Okay, I'm going to be terrible. <laughs> terrible so this too. one is straightforward. Okay. You're going to be naming dance crazes that have been popular through the decades. Okay. I'll read off a clue. Okay. And you're going to try to guess the dance that I'm referring to. <laughs> okay. Oh. oh, gosh, if I fail at this one, oh, this will be really bad. Okay. Valuable. If you can get more than five, you'll win one of our... <laughs> I've got a secret drink thermoset. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, and it's cute too with the lips on it. Excellent. I love it. Well, I, I want love that. It. I've got a secret. Okay. Okay. So this popular dance of the 1920s is oh, named after a city in South Carolina. Charleston. Yes. <sighs> yes. <laughs> Actress Carmen Miranda popularized this Brazilian dance Samba. style. Oh, what'd you say? Samba. Yes. Oh, good. I was going to oh, say I the Roomba. You're, I you're, love it. Why would I think you would know these? This dance was created at Balboa High School in San Francisco in the early 1950s. Hint, it shares its name with a cute, furry animal. Gosh, I'm, I'm thinking bunny, rabbit, hop. Um, oh, yes, the hop. Oh, you got it. Um, the, the bunny the hop. The bunny hop. Thanks. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> During the summer of 1960, this hit dance craze came from a song of the same name. Hint, lots of hip action. Uh, Chubby check. Hip back. Um, the um, the twist. The yes, twist. The yes, twist. Yes. I used to do that with my mom. I thought you were going to do the bump. The bump. Do you remember doing the I, bump? I was trying to do the twist oh in this chair. And then I thought, I'm giving my age when I say chubby checker. <laughs> do you remember the bump, though? Yes, oh I God, do. It was such a fun dance. I, used to do that I have no mom. rhythm, but oh, I, don't, I don't do a lot of dancing. Really? Come on. <laughs> kind of. This dance is synonymous with the film Saturday Night Fever. Um, let me think out loud. Not the hand drive, but the what do we call that? The disco finger. Uh, disco. <laughs> I just read what the name. Call, that's the name of it. Oh, I wouldn't have known that. I didn't know this either. The, disco. I finger. mean, I know the dance. I'm doing the dance. Yes, you are. But it's I wouldn't know that it had a name. Disco finger. I've never heard that. Unfair. <laughs> I haven't either. I haven't either. Fill that now out. Now we know. Popularized by the Village People in 1978. YMCA? Yes. <laughs> YMCA. Michael okay. Jackson popularized this smooth move when he did it during a TV. Yeah. Moonwalk? Moonwalk. <gasps> yes, we do that at home, too. My son is really good at that. Oh, he is? We like family dance-offs. We're really oh, silly. Cute. We're really silly. And how old is your son right now? He's 13, and he oh, can moonwalk. Cute. Oh, how cute. <laughs> so can his dad. 13 is so cute. <laughs> Oh, I love that. My grandson turns 10 in just oh about gosh. two weeks. <clears throat> He's so cute. This iconic dance was featured in a Los Del Rio music video in mm. 1993. Hint, it's still a wedding classic. Did you say 1950s? 1993. Oh, La Bamba. Los, Los Del Rio. Oh, Los Del Rio. Um, it's a wedding. Uh, Macarena. Oh, the Macarena. Yeah. <laughs> Macarena. Yeah, the Macarena. I don't know why I was thinking La- Ma- the Macarena. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. This K-pop we still dance. Do those at weddings. <laughs> I know. <laughs> this K-pop dance was once the most watched video on YouTube in 2012. Okay. 
<sighs> um, well, I've never heard of this. Gosh, 2012. Do uh, you want me to tell you? Can you give me a hint? There's no hint here. <laughs> it's that bad we won't know it. Are we too old to and know I this one? I think maybe it's misspelled K-pop here. dance? Okay, what is it? Is it Gangman Yeah, style? Gangnam Style. Gangnam Style was amazing. Oh, I never heard I of this. I know that because of my children. Gangnam Style was amazing. And yes, it was a huge sensation. <laughs> this wacky <laughs> viral dance was invented by a 16-year-old who goes by the Backpack Kid. This dance oh. was further popularized on Fortnite. Oh, I have no idea. I don't know. Oh, the floss. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't have known that. But okay, I think you I win. The dance. You oh, win. Yay, thank this you. is your prize. Thank I'm sorry. You. Okay. I like it. If I can just get my daughters not to steal it. <laughs> That's so cute. So I'll send you home with as many as you want. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Okay. And that brings us to the end of the okay. podcast, Brooke. So oh. thank you so much for sitting down with me today. I loved it. Anytime. Thank you so much. Oh, you're so, so welcome. And so now I want you to tell the listeners how to find out more information about you and your businesses online. So you well, mentioned all you. of your apps and everything. I want you to tell all of our listeners everything. Thank you. I know it's so weird to self-promote, but no, if you want to find me, I'll, I'm make asking it, you, please. I'll make it I'll make it easy for you. So you can follow me on Instagram. It's just at Brooke Burke. And brookeburke.com has lots of different things there from recipes to blogs to um, you know, the porthole into Brook Burke body, events that I'm doing, in-person things, retreats, like really a little bit of everything. And on the app store or online, you can go to Brook Burke Body. And if you want to work out or you want to shift or you want some inspiration, you can try it free for a week. I'm always up publishing new content. I've got incredible woman-to-woman interviews, live events, um, plans and programs. So there's a lot, family fitness, partner workouts. There's, there's, there's so much stuff. And um, just find me. There's also a great community. So I do love that conversation. I love to hear from people. So I'm easy to find. I've, I've become obsessed. Thank so you so I'm much. I'm going to be on everything, reading everything, commenting on everything. I, it. I can't Thank wait. You. I can't wait. Thank you so, so much. So much fun. So fantastic. And Secret Squad, visit I've Got a Secret with RobinMcGraw.com for all of these resources, as well as recipes, blogs, and behind the scenes extras. I'll see you next week. Bye-bye.